Just remembering what what podcast and what year this is. Okay. <laughs> God. Welcome to Ghostwatch 2017. My name is Coriander Dickinson, and this is a Ghostwatch 2016 recap podcast. I've got with me Adam Wasserman. Hello. And Alexi Peppers. Hi. This is episode 41. Uh, three. <laughs> yeah. Two. Uh-huh. One. Episode, episode 41. 41. Tentacles, Tentacles as, as a, a verb. verb. Nailed it. In episode 41, Sweat Emperor's plans are repeatedly thwarted by his lack of a heart or soul or empathy or basic understanding of the power he is attempting to control and combine with. He makes two trips to Earth. That is accurate. We were watching a show made of rejects. I try. Sony R&D. Special effects spreading across half a century. Magic ghost shirts, pokeballs, and fanny packs. And despite never leaving, Coriander is back. The bestest host that watched Common Rider Ghost has more to say with this replay. Join Adam and Alexi in this meta fun, rehashing a show that still isn't done. Enjoy the unseen with Ghost Watch 2017. Yeah, I mean, really, it's a very factual description. There's. Other than calling him Sweat Emperor, it's kind of just an episode description. Oh, oh, thanks. Yes. Well, it is, I, I, I can sympathize that this seems to be a point where really it's like the, the Ghost Watch 2016 team is rebelling against the concept of watching more Ghost. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's really starting to wear. Is this the one with the angel wings? No. No. Okay. Good. How, how do you... How how are you doing, Lexi? How are you hanging in there? I'm all right. I think because I have more of a, a buy-in to the characters. Mm. So there's just enough. Any specific characters? Have, well, yeah, some <laughs> specific characters. I was going to say they show like Onari meditating and being sad about Takeru, and that's enough for me to be like, oh, no. <laughs> wow. It's still not good. It's just that I'm more <laughs> willing to like, if I was watching this on my own at this point, I would still... I'd probably just like marathon it, get it over with, but I would feel the mm. need to complete it just to like hope for a resolution to the characters. Yeah. Cause this is episode 41 out of like 48 from the yeah. main, the main arc. Yeah. It is and so far. It wouldn't make sense to stop. They have seven episodes left to totally wrap everything up. And there is, let's say a denouement episode. Yeah. Well, I mean, it does and seem a movie. like at this point, they would just have to. I guess one of the only problems is that, like, why do they have twelve gun misers if, at this point, I feel like they've only actually used like five of them? Maybe they needed the and numbers to be matchy matchy. Yeah. Keep in mind that wide wide lobe counts as two gun misers technically. Right. I couldn't. Yeah, tell. I think there's. I think there's like fifteen that matches the heroic icon number. Yeah. The blue one in this episode had like a little duck face, and I don't know if we've seen this god miser before, and I forgot, or I never noticed the duck face. They look different from different angles. Mm. Yeah. They Except also for wide load. They summon little <laughs> chair. Wide load cherub- does look different from different angles, but recognizably so. Wide load is the only good one. I'm, and I, I can say that with confidence, despite not having seen the rest of the <laughs> other episodes. What if there's like a triple wide? Oh, I think like that Corey tall. would have mentioned it by now. 
if there was. There's, I was thinking about it and there's literally like two things left in the series that I, A, like particularly remember and B, am looking forward to your reaction to. And that's it. (laughs) One thing. I'm down to like that one last thing that is part of the reason I watched the show. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's one of my two things for sure. Is there anything you're looking forward to, Alexi? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I'm looking forward to a sense of resolution about, like, how things are going to end up. See what happens with Takeru and his... I I doubt he will die for real. I think that he will get to live on as a miracle boy. And so that'll be nice. I'll probably be happy about that. I'm looking forward to whatever kind of denouement they all happily live at the shrine now i'm looking for it i hope that like elaine has settled down on earth in some kind of cheerful way as a bird as a bird finally gets to become a bird maybe we could get one more costume out of onari that would be nice (laughs) my hopes aren't up (laughs) there is an onari thing if we haven't hit it yet is there so you will enjoy that Cause that's the main thing I look forward to every day is <laughs> more Onari content, but yeah. I don't have high hopes for anything in particular. I don't think the show cares about him as much as I care about him. I don't think anybody cares about him as much as you care about him. <laughs> so what happened this episode? Akari does some science, which is nice. She has a super cute science calendar. And I did a bit of like pausing and trying to figure out what was going on. She had a big blackboard of equations. There was more mentioning. There was some English on it, which was like, whew, makes my job easier. And she was talking about brains yeah. with the A-N-E, not A-I-N. So more like multi-dimensional All right, more, more stuff. string theory, quantum. Yeah. Yeah. And then she also just had a diagram of uh, electrolysis of water, like breaking it down into pure oxygen and hydrogen. Don't know how that's relevant, but she diagrammed that out. Maybe she needed some some quick and easy hydrogen. Yeah. Like you do. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, and needed to remind herself of what the process looked like. So just a mishmash, some chemistry, some string theory. She does it all. Okay, I think probably, though, my highlight of the episode is that she solves the mystery that wasn't really a mystery, at least for the audience. (laughs) But she has this program on her computer the title of which is Assist for the Maintenance of Life. <laughs> and Ooh. it's the best diagram of all these little sub-windows. And there's like this giant rotating person just labeled Homo sapiens. And everything's in all caps. And there's a flashing box that says spirit equal ghost. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and there's just all these little arrows of like leads into photocopier, which says like persistent life leads into a little window with an icon in it that's labeled icon underscore avatar underscore sis and it's just like it's really good in that it's really bad i'm not sure i appreciate her naming conventions do you think that she tried asking like poncho boy inspector about how things work over over in ganma hell or she was like determined to figure it out on her own without any help I could see both ways. I could definitely see her being determined to just figure it out herself. And I mean, I wouldn't feel like Elaine or Makoto would give particularly useful information 
But she I also mean, seems so true. determined that, like, I feel like her sense of responsibility to solve the problem would lead her to eventually ask some questions. It's just it doesn't really seem like a problem that needed solving because it's like, it's like there are people who know already. <laughs> At yeah, least it two. It doesn't feel like she figured anything really out because she didn't figure out like how they work in any kind of deeper way than they hey, documentation's do. important you know well <laughs> she finally figured out how to make this like google images diagram <laughs> and give it the right labels she's cracked the code oh and it's just got like, like random hexadecimal i was hopeful that it was colors <laughs> but it had two extra uh places and it was like well, okay these are just random numbers it's kind of like if you gave somebody your address and then like several months later they showed you this map of like the the exact like path from their house to your house and were really proud <laughs> because they figured it out just from knowing where where the two locations were bravo but like everybody sort of knew this it's like it made sense that she finally broke down and got really mad at Gramps for not telling her anything. <laughs> That's legit. Because oh, yes, yeah. Gramps oh, the whole time yeah. has known things and refused to tell them. Like he invented like a quarter of the system. Yeah, he's just been letting them waste their time. Uh, but it's also Makoto just like pulls out Condor phone and phones up the magistrate. <laughs> 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 just makes a quick interdimensional phone call to someone who definitely knows a whole lot about what's going on and always has and i guess using a robot bird <laughs> yeah and the magistrate was just holding this really weird icon it was like this goth claw icon which didn't look like the one he used later to turn into ultima but maybe i just right. didn't see so that was that was weird <laughs> i think he's got multiple modes also his advice was Stupid and terrible, and they acted like it wasn't because it was. He phoned Makoto, phones him up. He's like, "I want to save Takeru," and Magistrate says, "No, you need to follow my plan." And Makoto says, "Well, no, I want to save Takeru," and Magistrate says, "Well, they're the same thing. You just have to stop Adele." And this is treated like a revelation, but Adele is just the bad guy. He's the one that you've been trying to stop anyway. Why is it a surprise or information to be like, "Oh yes, you need to stop the bad guy." Like you were already doing. And it doesn't actually give like information about how, like what part of that saves Taco. No, yeah, no information there. And then, but Makoto and Elaine are like, all right, time to go to hell. And did you need someone to tell you that you were supposed to fight the bad guy? Like <laughs> you already saw him turn into an evil flower. He already tried yeah. to kill you guys and killed your dad. And then there's also, yeah, the uh, Makoto being like, or no, Elaine being like, yeah, by the way, I also haven't been able to talk to my sister. And it's sweet that Makoto gets really upset about it. Hmm. It's interesting. I did enjoy the, there's this like side family dynamic between the people who lived in hell, including Makoto. Because Makoto actually tries to do a bit of a Takeru thing and then convince Sweat Emperor to stop it. He's not very right. good at it because... He's much better at what he also does in this episode, which is a classic Makoto, which is that he gets really angry and runs into a fight he's not at all prepared for. Classic Makoto. Classic. True. Also, I don't know if we learned this before and I freaked out before, but their dad's name is Adonis? Like, lover yes. of Aphrodite? 
Yes. Mm. He doesn't look like an Adonis. Again, really mixed theming going on. I think they all just had to have A names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because the oldest brother is Argos. Yeah. It's just... Do you think that means Akari is secretly part of their family? No. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't wish that on I anybody. like where you're going. <laughs> Akari is an alien from space. Yeah. I don't even... From another dimension. I... I don't know if that's what they are. Well, according well, to... What do you think they are? I don't know. That's the problem. No, no. According to Akari's diagram and the maintenance of life, they are Homo sapiens. It's true. What? Does she has the whole photocopier icon thing, and it's clearly labeled Homo sapiens? I don't. It listen, listen. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I'm just conveying the sh the show has kind of said that they're people, as in they're human people. But we know they're aliens because they came from a planet other than Ganmahel. And settled gun my health. Maybe did, that planet did they say was Earth. The sickness. They just said they came from somewhere. Maybe they came from Earth. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're Earth from is a planet. Earth. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Maybe Ganma World is just alternate dimension Earth. That's what I always assumed. That would explain the red soccer fields. Yeah, <laughs> and the and the, and, the, and the suspiciously similar parking garages. <laughs> If there's one constant across all dimensions and galaxies, it's parking garages. Parking garages and uh, and rock quarries. Office towers. <laughs> and, man, Makoto is just attracted to parking garages like a moth to a flame. He fights another <laughs> clone in a parking garage. It's just like, why are you here? <laughs> How did you That's get why his, here? His big form is an angry moth. Yeah. <laughs> right? Maybe, maybe he's looking sense. for his motorcycle. Oh, poor he parked guy. it somewhere. He's like, and can't yeah, I left where. it somewhere. <laughs> One of these generic parking garages has got to be it. You know, it's always worked for him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when in doubt, go to a parking garage. <laughs> if by work, do you mean he keeps getting jumped by clones? That could happen wherever he is. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's hard to tell at this point when you're looking at a clone and when you're looking at him. I, I got lost before the end of the show, I, I got them mixed up. Yeah. They got him and a clone swappied in my head. Well, if he ever wears a Ganmahel uniform, or if his clone ever changes into the blue leather jumpsuit, then I'll be completely lost. Though the clone always has this smirky smirk going on that you can tell. Yeah, that's what, what threw yeah. me off, because Makoto did a smirky smirk uh -oh. in the background of a group thing, of a group like discussion and decision-making session in... in uh, and around the monolith water feature. That's not Makoto. He's smiling. <laughs> Makoto doesn't smile. They've brought a clone with them on this journey. No. A trap. That's a, no, it wasn't a clone. Every now and then this show has a concept that they like touch upon. It's like, oh, this is actually good stuff. And then they don't go deeper into it. Like, I feel like they could do something with the clones. Like at least even having that <laughs> idea of like the clone infiltrating the group, but no. <laughs> The, the the whole clone thing is is like like a kid that has like two of the same action figure and just keeps smacking them into <laughs> each other every every like twenty minutes. Yeah, but you're supposed something. to make them kiss, not make them fight. Well, that's I mean that's not what this kid likes. This this kid's angry. Ugh. He's he's mad because his 
because his new stepdad got him the same action figure he already had, so he's making them fight. Oh no. Your family member's <laughs> gotta dark. have some kind of list. <laughs> Gee, boy. Gotta... I don't know where that came from. <laughs> yeah, you wanna talk about something for a while? <laughs> no. I, I mean, really. I got issues with this kid's dad. Like, what's with this elephant with too many mustaches? Like, <laughs> what? And a Mad Hatter, oh, and then okay. Robin Hood, yeah, <laughs> everything. Yeah, this this the stepdad's trying real hard, but he does not understand what the kid likes. There's briefly an interesting moment that I wish I'd gone deeper into in this episode, where in the beginning, Takaru is staring at the moon, and it made me think that if Phoebe stares at the sky all the time because he wants to be a bird, does Takaru want to be like a bat, or does he want to be a moth? He wishes he was a maybe moth, he wants like to be the moon. Oh, maybe he wants to. Be maybe he wants moon. to be on the moon. He wants to be an astronaut. <laughs> With his friend Forsay. He wishes yeah. he was on With Forsay. His Forsay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. They've met at least once. It's actually interesting because Akari comes out and is trying to be cheerful and ask him what he's thinking about. And he has an interesting answer, which is that he kind of says, like, yeah, you know, I'm thinking about the fact that I can, like, hear thoughts and see memories and I can do all these things. And he says, like, I think I'm becoming less and less human. And that would be a really cool thing to dig into, like, emotionally as a character arc of how does he feel about the fact that he was just some 18-year-old boy who didn't know shit, and he's becoming some kind of unknown, inhuman thing. That's cool. Oh boy, do I have a show for you. <laughs> it's not this one, though. No. <laughs> it's definitely not this one, because Akari's be. just like, no, everything's fine. He's like, you know what? Yeah, it is. And they move on. Actually, there's a few common writer shows that dig into that much better than this show. Oh, about like the power of the the writer or the influence. Yeah, of the power or, or, or or becoming something other than human. Like, right. Like Gaim, for instance, does that pretty well. Mm. Isn't that the Just one where a, they become a, for fruit? Instance. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and they get more philosophical about being fruit than Takeru is about being. I mean, I don't want to spoiler the whole show. Okay. No, no, seriously. It starts off as dance battle Pokemon fight. And then from there goes on to fruit. Yeah. So there's there's some several elements. I mean, there's there's a lot going on. And it's also it's it's written by the same guy who did Madoka Magica. So it gets surprisingly dark for a show about fruit samurai. Yeah, it's real good, though. It's really good. Like it just, it just owns the ridiculousness and the seriousness so well. Oh, that's great. Real good. We should be watching. Best that. stuff does that. Yeah, Gaim watch. <laughs> now we gotta Fruit we gotta watch. hit X Aid. Fruit watch. <laughs> that is true. I want to watch X Aid. Uh, Akari becomes Beethoven, which you think would be a bigger thing to talk about, but it's pretty brief. <laughs> nope. And kind of came out of nowhere and did not do anything she doesn't even really react to it does she she's not even like oh holy shit nope this just turned my world around she comes back she seems confused and asks like what was going on and no one tells her oh you were just beethoven they all just kind of leave the room and apologize for disturbing her so i'm not even sure if she knows that she was beethoven for a little while probably not she just no. thinks she blacked out and is apparently like oh well this, these sorts of things happen <laughs> when you science if this I blacked hard out for no reason I would be very, and everybody just sort of laughed. I'd be like, wait, what? What happened? What happened here? This is unsavory at best. Yeah, I would go to hospital. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, the, the, the Ghost Watch 2016 people 
we're like, do they know that hospitals exist? And I, yeah, which specifically was talking about uh, Makoto because he keeps having these heart pains. <laughs> and I actually, I was like, did anyone tell Makoto that hospitals exist? He spent a long time in hell. It's not as bad as Canon, well, who grew up in hell. But I was imagining and him was like, an eyeball. Yeah. So I'm, then I'm imagining him going to the hospital about this and he's like, I'm having these chest pains. They're like, all right, well, when does it happen? He's like, well, every time I beat up one of my doubles, <laughs> every time I, have I these kill little, my clone. Like, Wait, what? Yeah, every time I kill one of my clones, my chest really hurts. Is that normal? Hey, can you produce any ID or government issued documents <laughs> to prove your identity? Well, I've been in Godmahal for a while. And they're like, guess we're, we're just gonna we're just gonna inject you with this, and then he wakes up in like a mental institution. He could probably find which a would actually be a very good plot line. A missing persons report, maybe a death certificate. <gasps> I want to see the common writer equivalent of Arkham Asylum. <laughs> Oh, but of like common writers that broke or like or like secondary characters who had weird shit happen to them and then went to the doctor afterwards and got institutionalized because they're like, yeah, no, I got possessed by by the spirit of um, like whoever Musashi or whatever. And they're like, Houdini. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Houdini, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And my and, and I made peace with my de- my father's ghost. And they're like, mm, OK, we know where to put you. This is, though, like, how many times in the course of Ghost have large amounts of people um, turned into children or suddenly had their souls leave their bodies or, like, evil killer mist with knife people in them? And it doesn't seem yeah. like the city bats an eye that much. That sort of thing's been happening for, like, nigh on 30 years. So they might not be as surprised as you'd think by, that's, I get that's heart true. attacks when I kill my clones. I guess there's there's two ways to go go with it. There's the... There's the nobody believes this stuff is really happening unless it happens to them route or everybody believes this stuff is happening and they know it's weird and they just roll with it. Now, the ironic the doctor's thing like, all right, that- tell me more about what kind of clones are these exactly? <laughs> Can you go in more detail? Like, do they look exactly like you? Do they have glowing eyes? I feel like the paranormal investigation space would be a lot more crowded yeah. if the general public accepted it. Well, that's what I was thinking was that Makoto would go to all this trouble and tell someone about it. And then they would be like, okay, well, we heard that there's this shrine where they solve ghost related mysteries. Have you tried talking to them? And then and then people show up and they're like, yeah, no, this big rubber monster turned my family into into like statues. And, and they're like, oh, sorry, that's a Sentai problem. We only handle common Rider problems. <laughs> oh, <laughs> on the bright side, your family's probably going to be fine in about a day. Whereas, you know, common rider victims, not necessarily. You might not even see what happens to them. You might just be a dangling plot point, never to be resolved. (laughs) So true. It's very disappointing. The magistrate does henshin and he's just a black cat. Yeah. Oh. He doesn't have his own suit. What the heck? I mean, your alternative is like a weird, ugly flower. Or like some, some new color of necrom. Yeah, that would also be disappointing. Like but he's just—he's no, just a new color cat. <laughs> like red Necron. Like green, but a Blue different green. Necron <laughs> didn't even get Yellow. to show his henchmen. They have a fight at the end, and they show the whole like CGI infinite taco. And when they cut back, uh, Necron is there and and says whatever it is when his henchmen is done. But you don't get to see it happen. You don't get to see the eyedropper. They don't Trashy have time Vader. for that. <laughs> And then we just leave off mid-battle. We'll see how things go. There's more tentacles. Oh, and there is a horrible part where the tentacles are like coming out of the back of 
sweat emperor's neck and he's trying to reach the ceiling with him and that's not very pleasant uh i hate his little nibbly appendages yeah they're they're really (laughs) good except that the only good thing about it was that as he was doing that and that was when gramps or no not gramps gramps twin magistrate i still i'll believe it when they're in the same room together they're arguing, and in the back, the blue gun miser is just kind of T-posing. Because <laughs> they make a concept <laughs> of, like, because the magistrate is saying, no, you got to stop this. I'm worried that the gun misers are going to become self-aware. They seem to care about emotions. And so you can kind of see them in the back since they're being talked about. But the blue one is just kind of T-posing. And it's like, yep, looks like it's becoming real self-aware. <laughs> It's already memeing, like, real hard. (laughs) It's up on the current stuff, too. Okay, that's all there was in the episode. Yes, thank you for that recap. Good job. Adam, are there any technical notes? They did do a thing in Japan where there was a Godzilla test that you could take, and there were two versions. There's a hard version and an easy version, and you had to pay money to take them, and you could take both of them if you wanted, and if you did well, you got stuff. And I was oh. like, oh, man, I wish they'd do stuff like that here. Was this recently? Yeah, this is I don't know if they actually it, this was in the last couple of weeks. I don't know if they actually held the test yet or not. So is it is it a test to become Godzilla or is it like a Godzilla readiness test? No, it's like a test to prove how much you know about Godzilla. I want to at least know what the questions are. Because that new CGI Godzilla movie is coming out and there's been like a lot of promotional stuff happening around Godzilla the last like month because of it. New CGI Godzilla, is that the more of the bad, really, really bad one? Yes. Oh, okay, I don't care. Yes. I actively mad. It's so, so off. <laughs> That's not going to be, like, in the Godzilla canon forever? I mean, it's a side story. Like, it's not, it's, it exists in its own separate canon, so, I mean. You know what's really annoying? You know, you know who I just, like, ten minutes ago was like, hey, this guy, the, this guy's good? You know who did the Godzilla movies? Madoka Magica guy. And they're trash. <laughs> Son of a bee. <laughs> Could not be more annoyed. <laughs> Frankly. It has uh, made me be, uh, view the legendary pictures Godzilla in a more positive light. I went back and rewatched it a little while ago. And now that I know what to expect and have also seen the even worse Godzilla anime, it still wasn't good, mm. but I kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> But it's like a North American kind of young adventure movie. Yeah. Right? I don't know. It's so freaking like rah-rah US military that like that alone turns me off so much. Yeah, like white bread US military fantasy with monsters there. And not even the right monster. They make a fish pile. No, not that one. That one's fantastic. Oh, no, that one's much. No, that one's that one's the that one's okay. Yeah, I like I, that one. Wait I have officially upgraded the Matthew Broderick Godzilla movie to okay. <laughs> nice. Just which one's legendary? By comparison, then. that's one from 2014. No, it's the the most recent the most recent North American one. It's the, the, thick the one that we Godzilla went to. Yeah, the, the big big brawny Godzilla that eat nukes. Oh, yeah. The one, Brian the, the one that I spent most the of one it I completely forgot about <sighs> because it's so so lame. Yeah, yeah it is very one. lame. Okay. No, I would never diss the TriStar Godzilla. See, the problem is that they keep naming their damn films Godzilla. <laughs> to be yes. fair, there are three Japanese Godzilla movies called Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. 
Aren't they technically at least subtitled? No, only only in English. Do they? Do they call, they're oh, they're really? literally like this. As as far as I know, same name in in Japanese. There's just one for each each era, uh, and then the English releases they to distinguish them called them like other things. Interesting. Yeah, and I'm not sure like how much a name like Godzilla 2000 helps. Sure, it does. I mean, it's Godzilla Millennium in in, in Japanese, so. Well, and now Legendary is gone, and, and I am actually very excited for the new Legendary Godzilla. But they called it King of Monsters, which was taken. They uh, they did that one, I believe. That one's been that done? One has been done. That name has been used. Yeah, the original English, like, uh, Raymond Burr, including release of Godzilla, was called Godzilla King of Monsters. So now we will have to distinguish between which Godzilla King of Monsters we mean when we talk about it. Uh, I mean, if we just call it King of Monsters, though, because I don't, I think, isn't it just King of Monsters? The new one? Yeah. Technically, it, it is Godzilla, Godzilla King, King of, of Monsters. Monsters. Yeah, there's a colon. Is it? Uh, it looks like I'm, I've that's... Googled it, and the only difference is that this one is Godzilla colon King of the Monsters, and the 56 uh. one is Godzilla comma King of the Monsters exclamation point. So there is a difference. You have to be like real excited talking about the old one. Yeah. Oh, you're right. How about that? Ugh. Okay, I'm going to end things here. What? But we're just getting started. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all for listening. Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Absalar. Prostitutes and blackjack. Sorry. Adam, you have to promote yourself before I can. This is the word oh. I work in. <laughs> Podcast will never end. I have my iron fist around its throat. Uh, I'm Adam Wasserman. You can find me on Twitter at Gold Sarcasmia. And I'm Alexi Peppers, and you can find me on Twitter at AM Peppers. Goodbye. Choose. What? <laughs> <laughs>